Okay, you're Dalit. I'm a lot of over in the town. Moshe Dachshvish with Haman Lomad. What's it comparable to the story of Achshvish Haman with Haman trying to bribe Achshvish to kill the Jews? Lomad of Doima. Lishnei bnei Adam leachshay leitel. One guy had a man besides the day on his field. The other guy had a ditch besides the day. Balakritz Amar the guy who had the ditch. He said, immediately tells Abdam, I'm looking for some soil to fill up my ditch and I'm willing to pay for it. Balatel Amar the guy who had the the mound said, I'm looking for a ditch to dump all my soil into, and I'm willing to pay for stores. I'm willing to pay the, the guy who's going to fill up the ditch. After some time, this dog was saying, each one met each other. The guy with the ditch says to the guy with the mound, Take it for free, and I'll be more than happy. That was the story with Haman and He offered to pay for the Jewish uh, the, the demise, and Akashverish said, Take him for free, I'm more happy. The king removed his ring. The removing of the ring did a bigger job getting Klaisel to do tshuva. More than 48 prophets and 7 prophetesses that Klaisel had. Klaisel had 55 Nevi'im. 48 men prophets, 7 lady prophets. And the removing the ring, what? Lady prophets? Yep. And we're going to go through them. Suki's going to go through them. And the removal of the ring did a better job. This is what we tell our children. Sign language, my dear. Sign language. Seven, seven, seven. Movies. 48 and seven. So here we go. Second Gemara, and the Gemara is going to go through now all of the, uh, the, the ladies, not the men. All of them, they tried. Sorry, skip the line. All of these Navim could not get Klaisel to Tshuva. But the giving of the ring, that worked. Sign language. It worked. Right? Sign language. Works. Sometimes Tati says something, but it doesn't work. But when you do sign language, giving over the ring, that got Klaisel moving. Turn up on and here we go. We're now going to go through the Navim. Nobody added or subtracted anything from the Torah. The only one completely new mitzvah that was added was Mikra Megillah. All the other things that we have are Takonis and Xeris to protect the Erises. But there was no new invention except for Mikra Megillah, and even that came from a drush. It's like the Mark. My drush, I know he can't come up with a new mitzvah. We're going to stone him if he does that. Here's the drush. We have a drush called the Kavachimer. Just like when we left Mitzrayim, there was a chiv to say shira, and that was just going from slavery to freedom. From the threat of death of Haman to our lives, like we should have to sing a shira and thank Hakadosh Baruch So therefore, we have this mitzvah. Frank Demar, one second. If you're talking about a kavuchaymer to sing shira, we should be saying neima. We should also say halal on Purim, and we don't. And for the Gemara, we're gonna have a few answers. Here we go. So you know why we don't say halal if you say halal on Nisha because Lawrence. You don't say halal on a Nais out of Eretz Israel. Prima, what are you talking about? Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, the nation of Goslars. I mean, in Shira, Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was not exactly in Israel. And the Gemara, Yitzhiya, Ashley, Nicholas, Yitzhiya, Oretz, until Klaisal came to Eretz Yisrael, any miracle that occurred outside was fine. Hukshru, Kala, Aratz, Islam, Yitzhiya. Until we got to Eretz Yisrael, every land was fit for singing Shira. But Misha Nicholas, Yitzhiya, Oretz, it's a whole new world. And therefore, La Yukshru, Kala, Aratz, Islam, Yitzhiya. So once we got into Eretz Yisrael, a miracle in Persia can't get us to actually say Yal. Different reason why we don't say hello. The reading of the Megillah is 
Ahalel. It is a song of praise, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's that's answer number two. Rava Amar, answer number three. Bishleim Ahasam. When we left Mitzrayim, Halulav de Hashem, Halulav de Parit. The diuk of the words of Halal is uh, pra- slaves of Hashem, servants of Hashem. Praise Hashem because we're no longer servants of Parit. We got out of Parit. We're in Hashem. We praise Hashem. Elohacha, but with the Persian story, even though we got saved with our lives, how could you say Halulav de Hashem? Praise servants of Hashem. Halulav de Hashem. Are we not servants of Akashvayish? Akati Avdi Akashvayish or not? At the time of our Google from Haman, we still were subjects of another authority. <coughs> we didn't go to the base of English right away. It took a nice few years still. Therefore, Halal is, is nixed. And we don't say Halal. Whether you talk about the Pshat of the Avdei Hashem and Laya Avdei Akashvayish, or the Pshat of Kriya Izu Alila, the reading is a Halal. Kosha. We have a kasha. What are they even coming up with other reasons for? It's a brisa. The brisa says, outside of Eretz Yisrael is not kosher v'shira. So why are these two Amiroyim, Rav and Rav Nachman, coming up with their own swaras? And the other one's coming up with a swara. The reading is like a halal. I have a brisa. The brisa says, out of town places don't count v'shira. Period. Once we made it into Eretz Yisrael, out of Eretz Yisrael places we don't say shira. And for the Gemara, Kivan Shagalu, Chazul, Akshen, and Rishon, they hold that you're right, of course the town of the Braisa knows what he's talking about. That once we went into Eretz Yisrael, other places were nixed. However, we hold that once we got out of Eretz Yisrael again, because we got kicked out into Golos, they became kosher again for saying Shira. Therefore, they had to come up with their other reasons. After Hashem, or the Svara of the Kriya itself is Halal. Zagdi Gemara. Ready for the Sugya? This is the Sugya of the Nevi. Okay? Totally nothing to do with the Megillah. But once we got into the topic of the 48 plus 7, we're going to go into that now. Were there no more prophets? Just 55? Was one man from Ramasayim Tsefim. What does that mean? Adrasha Echon Mimasayim Tsefim. He came from 200 seers. A seer is a prophet, a navi. So Elkanah was coming from a community of 200 prophets. Not bad. You're telling me Klai Israel had 55, just in Elkanah's own town, they would do it 200. The truth is they were talking many, many prophets in Klai Israel. There were so many prophets among Klai Israel, double the amount of the people that made the exodus from Egypt. Over a million. Over a million Nevi'im we had. Ella, so what's Pshat in this, you know, dream team of the 55? 48 plus 7. What's special about them? So I think, Ella, Nevu'a Shotzuch HaLadayres Nechtava, Shalai Yitzchach HaLadayres Lai Nechtava. These 48 plus 7 had a Nevu'a that was incorporated into the writings of Klaiso for eternal value for the Nevu'a. Avadi had plenty of prophets, you know, rambling off who knows what, and that Akash decided to share with them information in, in who knows where. But that wasn't something that we need here now in America in the year uh, 5784. So Nevuah that became a Ksav Kodesh with an eternal message for Klai Israel, that was Nikhdav, that makes him the dream team of the 55. Adam, another drasha in the word Haramasayim Zayfim, that Elkanah came from this place, Ramasayim Zayfim. It means, Adam Abam Ishtay Ramais, a person that came from two elevated places, Shetzayf Azu like two overlooks. That's where the community was. Okay. Zagimar Rav Khanan Omar, a different shot in this. Adam Abam Ibnay Adam Shayim Shalaylam. Elkanah was a person who came from people that are on the heights of the world. Who is at the heights of the world? 
people who had to get higher than the fires of Gehenna. Who got higher than the fires of Gehenna? Manenu b'nei Karach. It says b'nei Karach on the way down into the pit, you know, into Gehenna. They did tshuva. So the Gemara says the chizim b'nei Karach lemeisu. They didn't die. To know what happened to them? Well, they didn't die. We didn't see them afterwards. Where are they? A certain place was designated for them above the fires of Gehenim because they did tshuva, and that's where they're standing. So they're so Elkanah came. Elkanah came from their descendants. That's what it means that Elkanah came from. What? Before, I guess. Before they went down. How do, is anyone else able to get into there now? <laughs> don't try. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so okay. There were seven prophets. Who were the seven Neviyas whose Nevuah actually, we have some recording of it in the Kisviyah Kodesh. So here we go. Sarah, Miriam, Dvairah, Chana, Vigail, Chulda, Esther. Seven. Here we go. Sarah, where do we find that she was in the Neviyah? Avi Milkava, Avi Yitzchak. The father of Milka, the father of Yitzchak. That was her father. Arem Yitzchak. Yitzchak, Zu, Sarah. Yitzchak actually refers to Sarah. Why was she called Yitzchak? She was sheltered. She was cloaked in the spirit of prophecy. Where do we find that she talked at prophecy? Anything that Sarah tells you, it doesn't say listen to her. It says listen to her voice. Because she spoke the word of God. She was a Nevuah even greater than Moshe, than Avraham Avinu. No one was greater than Moshe. Close call. Zagdimar Davarach, another person named Yiska. She had Kolsechim Yaifa. Everyone would look at her beauty and were not, was not tinged with taiva, with desire. It was a very innocent beauty. So it's a compliment to her. Miriam. Where do we find the Miriam? It says Miriam Hanavia. Straight up in the Basic. She was a. Nevia, she was the sister of Aaron. Frankly, what? Wasn't she also the sister of Moshe? She already was a prophetess when she was just the sister of Aaron, and Moshe was not yet born. So she's called the prophet, the sister of Aaron. What was the prophecy that she said even before Moshe was born? Here we go. Why was What? Why wasn't Aaron killed? Why wasn't he killed? What do you want him to be killed? It was a good job. Shavit Levi, they were free. So Marvai Maras and she said, I see the image of Taylor Ben, Israel. She said a prophecy, my mother is gonna give birth to a son. That's going to save Kaisal. When the house, when he was born, in the house was filled with light. Her father got up and kissed her on her head. Look, your prophecy is being fulfilled. After three months, they had to throw him into the yard. Her father got up and hit her on the head. He said to him, Where is your prophecy? This is why he says in the Passover, she stood there standing to know. What was she standing there to know? She wants to see her brother get killed. It's better not to look at that stuff, right? Her mother didn't stick around to see what's going to happen to him in the water. Terry says she knew nothing's going to happen to him. She wanted to see what would happen. She knew she had a prophecy that one day he's going to save Kaiso. So she wanted to see how it's being fulfilled. She wasn't trying to look at a gory horror uh, you know, movie of her brother going down the tubes. Where do we find it? The Vaira was a woman, a prophetess. The wife of La. Pidas. Who ever heard of the wife of Lapidas? Now, in general, if you have a very famous person, the spouse tags along with that person. You don't identify the very famous person. You know, uh, um, you know, um, who is the, <laughs> who is Rabbeinu Yainasen's wife, right? 
Oh, there we go. Okay. DJ Jen, what was your name? Oh, uh, uh, David. David. What was your name? Bruya. Bruya. was the wife of, and every BJJ girl says, "Bruya is a David." Right. So if she was in the via, if Tavari was in the via, you don't have to tell me she was the wife of Lapidos. I'm sure her husband was a nice guy named Lapidos, but that's not her identity. She had her own identity. She was a prophetess. So why is it mentioned Lapidos? She would make large wicks for the base of Migdash, and that extra hidra mitzvah that she had, kiner mitzvah she was she would sit under a date palm when she would uh, address Klai. So, why under a date palm more than any other tree? A date palm, the, the date the, the palm tree has branches very high up. It doesn't really create much shade. And therefore, there's no problem, no question of Yichud. If men come to talk to her to get uh, for her to teach them Torah or Allah or whatever it is, there's not, there's not much of a shady area. Just like a date palm has one main branch, it's just the trunk, and then it's just got those fronds. Is that what they called? Fronds up on top. They love them up on top, and that's it. It doesn't branch out in different directions. So to Klaisal didn't branch out in different directions in her days. They all had one heart. Straight to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Chana. Where do we find that Chana was a prophetess? She was davening, and she said, "My heart rejoices in Hashem, and Rama Karni Hashem. My horn is exalted by Hashem." What does it mean, my horn? She was saying in a voice. and she was saying that my child is going to be a navi who's going to one day anoint kings in Klaisa. And the king that he's going to anoint using a flask is not going to work out. But Rama Karni, the king that he's going to use with oil going through a horn, a karen, that's going to work out. And that was her prophecy. David, David, that were anointed by Shmuel. And they were anointing using a horn. Their mouth was continued on. They were anointed using a flask. What else is included? In her prophecy, she said as follows: "In Kadosh Kashem Kiyem Biltecha, there's no one holy like Hashem, and there's nothing besides for Hashem. There's a drush over here. I'm going to be Yehuda Mamnasha. After Kiyem Biltecha, don't say there's nothing else besides Hashem. Ela Levalo Yisecha. There's nothing else that could wear out Hashem. Shaloi Kemidas Hakadosh Baruch Hu Midas Masav Adam. God is very different than human flesh and blood. Midas Masav Adam. I see Adam A human being could create buildings, towers, structures that outlive and outwear his own lifetime." Baruch outlives and wears out all of his creations. There's no rock like Hashem. That means you can rely on God, but she's making a drush over here as well. There's no art. There's no artist like HaKadosh Baruch a person draws an image, a two-dimensional image on a wall. You can't insert into that image life or, or, or intestines or stomach. How does create a baby? He creates the outside of the baby first and then the inside of the baby later. How does he do that? <laughs> How do you create the outside and then the inside? Because Baruch Hu is Tzor Tzura, but Tzura. He designs the innards inside of the outer form that he already created. Avigail, she's number five. Where did we find that she was a prophetess? Here we go, an interesting story. It says in the Pasuk, 
Let's give you a little background to the story. David Amalek is in the beginning of Malucha. It was still uh, being challenged. Shaul was chasing after him. Yeah? Shaul didn't like him. And David Amalek is running with his men and he's starving. They're starving. They're out of supplies. They're out of goods. They're out of food. And they come across a guy, Novel, who's making a big, huge festivities because he was shearing the wool. Of their sheep. Used to be, they make a big yomte for that, huge party, lots of food, geschmack. And this guy, Novel, is making a big, massive party because he's shearing the wool of his sheep. So he comes over to Novel and he says, Can I have some? And men are tired, they're exhausted, they're hungry. And he's all chutzpahdik back to Novel. So Novel wants to kill him. And she, his wife, Novel's wife, comes to save the day. Avigail comes to save the day. Says like this. She's coming on a donkey. And she's coming in the hidden part of the mountain. What's saying? She's coming from the hidden side of the mountain. Just say she came down from the mountain. She was coming with an alibi. She's coming first with an excuse to the She's not going to come and say, Save my husband! Don't kill him! No, no, no. First get into conversation of Torah. You know, that's always the best thing. Handle a halach with him. So she's coming with a shayla and hilchas dam nida. Not ladam. That's why it says, She went to a hidden part of the mountain. And not ladam. She had a stain of blood. And she sewed it to him on the garment. On Allah. She said to her, It's night time. You can't look, you need sunlight to define the different nuances if it's damnida or it's not damnida. Can we look at blood at night? Can you pass in death penalty cases at night? You're trying to kill my husband, aren't you? Ooh. She got it. But not for long. Someone that's chutzpahdik to a king does not require judgment. It doesn't go with the normal court of law. It's like, what's it called in the army when the... Uh, court martial <laughs> yeah, works very different when you get chutzpahdik with the king. He doesn't need proper judgment. Shoal is still around claiming that he's king. So your signature didn't go out yet that you're the king, so it's not so possible that you have a dinner of a murder on you. You're not yet recognized by everybody as a king. On Allah, Barak Taimich, your svara is good. He's saying good reasoning. at and you should be gebenched that you held me back. from coming upon bloods. What does he mean, bloods? She saved him from killing an innocent man. That's one blood. What does he mean that you saved me from committing two errors of blood? Bloods. So you Domin Tati Masha. Domin sounds like there were two blood errors that he was saved from. So this teaches us that when she went to retrieve the stain of blood in the Caesar Har, she didn't think anybody would notice. But she had such kedusha, she was so unbelievable. From three miles away or something like that, he noticed this unbelievable glow from her. Can you imagine, like a Birkin says, he went to visit the sick, he rolled up his sleeve, and the whole house filled up with light. She's in the via, she's a prophetess. She's in this hidden part of a mountain somewhere, she thinks it's all private, you know? And she goes to, to, to get a little uh, piece of fabric that had a stain on it. But the mice says she pulled up her skirt a little bit, and it said, David noticed from three miles away, there's this big glow, there's this who knows what coming for the man. No, you wanted her. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> he traveled. I told you he's going to be an interesting tomorrow. <laughs> Listen to me, meaning let's get together. This should not be a downfall for you. This should not bring, this is not going to bring you to, 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 to sin. So, this is her prophecy. She said, This won't be your downfall. I'm not going to be the lady that's going to bring you downfall. It's going to be a different one. The wife of. 
or you know, hachiti, right? So the word The fact that she said this instance will not be a downfall for you. Vaisdaisdi was another challenge that he did fail. Or my new what was that? Maisa the Basheva. Oh, the story of Basheva. And that's not what ended up happening. So that was a prophecy. Once we're on the topic, we're going to continue on the conversation. Here we go. She said that when my husband dies, I hope you'll remember me and you know, then, then we'll get married. You know, don't forget me then. My husband's going to die soon. She was departing from David. She said to him, When Hashem is good to my master, then remember me. Meaning, my husband's going to die, you're going to be Melech. Then remember that there was a nice, good shidduch for you out here in the mountains, you know? what people say. It's a A woman, as she talks, she's weaving, she's spinning a, st- a tail. She's, she's already planning the future. Yeah, she's talking. Yo, yo, one day things will be good. Remember me. She was already being her own shotgun. That a duck, when it walks, it has its head down, but its eyes are always looking forward ahead. So also, it looked like she was just talking about Hank Tegazach and just was Nagia for today. But really, her eyes were on the future. Okay, that was Nevia number five. We're up to number six. Chulda. Chulda Nevia. So far, we got to fight. Chulda Nevia. Who is she? Here we go. You ready? This is going towards the end of Bayez Rishon, where the decline of Kalaizo was terrible. Everything's like really bad. And what do you know? They have a good king. He goes into the base of Mikdash, and they find the Sefer Torah open to the Teichacha. It was the wrong parasha. It wasn't the parasha of the Teicha. And it's open to the Teicha. And they open it up and it says, it's going to be Tzaris coming from the north. Klaizo is going to be exiled and plundered everything. Moshe Rabbeinu Sefetera, yeah. Anyway, and they were wondering, what does this mean? So they sent a delegation to Chulda Hanaviyah to find out what this message was. And it wasn't a good one. Here we go. It says, Three leaders, they went to Chulda Hanaviyah to ask what this open Sefer Torah meant. Frank the Gemara, we're going to interrupt this for a moment. The Makim Dekar Yirmiyo, was around in the times towards the end of Ayaz Rishon, right, by the Churman. And if he's around, he's the God of Ladar. Why are you skipping Yirmiyo and going to Chulda and Avia? I mean, I'm sure she was great in Avia and everything, but, you know, we never heard of her until this Gemara. <laughs> like, why they go to her instead of to Yirmiyo? It's almost like a murder Allah Rabbah. She can't speak up in front of Yemio. She was related to Yemio. So they were good with each other. You know, they shared some of the business, you know, some of the customers. Yemio was not Makbad on her, and she had the right to prophecy and instruct people even in Yemiyo's presence, and there was no kapeda. That's very nice that she could do it and there was no kapeda. But wasn't it a chutzpah of Yeshio, the king, to send his men to her instead of to Yemiyo? She could do her business. Shkayach. But wasn't it a chutzpah of the king to do this? How could Yeshio ignore Yemiyo? And send to her. He was desperate. He was hoping for a, a nice prophecy, a nice message. And he knows he's going to send to him. He's going to whack him up. You guys are doomed. You're terrible. And he figured if he goes to Chulda, Nashima's softer. So give a little bit softer. Now you can't change an avua. 
Whatever Hashem tells you, Hashem tells you. But you could say it over a little bit nicely. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu told Klaes all the Torah, and he said it to the men in a harsh way, and to the women in a lighter way. You could say it over nicely. Zagimar, there's other Pshatim in this as well, but anyway. Zagimar, there's a different reason why they didn't go to Yirmiyoh. You know why? Because Yirmiyoh went out of town. Where was Yirmiyoh? He wasn't there at Israel. Remember, we had the seventh year Cheshbon? The ten tribes were exiled. Yeah? Eleven years before the rest of Israel. Okay? So Zagdi Gemara, he had gone back. He thought, what? Yeah, he had gone to retrieve the ten shvatim. He was hoping Klaiswell was going through a matzav of tshuva right now. They were improving, and Yemiyo was hoping, let's bring the Yidin back, and we could hopefully not have Golas and not have the Korbin. So he left there as well. Since he wasn't there as well, they sent for Kulda. Where did we find that Itaka was successful in bringing a lot of them back? Pasik says, the Ksiv, ki amoicher el loy yashuf. Yumio gave them a nevuah, and he said, the Meicher will not get back his sold items. Meaning, we're not going to have Yoival. The next Yoival is not going to be activated. The Meicher, who sells a piece of land, is not going to get back his lands. Okay? So, Mamela, whatever's being sold nowadays, be very careful. Write things down, write down stories, write down paperwork and everything, because this is going to be long term. Yoival's not going to hit. Why does he have to say Yevil's not going to hit? They already canceled Shemitah and Yevil because Roiv of Klaiswell, 10 tribes, were kicked out of Eretz as well. If Roiv of Klaiswell is not in Eretz as well, there's no Shemitah, there's no Yevil. So, what? Oh, so why is he even saying that there's not going to be a Yevil? Everybody knows that. After Yevil bought the Navi Mestami of Shivatel, is it possible that Yevil was already canceled and the Navi's telling them there won't be a Yevil? El it must be Shirim Yaksirasa. Yemiyo Taka brought the ten tribes back. You had Roiv of Klaiswell living in Israel, so they're starting counting Shemitahs again, two or words. Yoival, they're hoping they're going to have another Yoival. Yeshio ben Amin Malach And in the meantime, Yeshio, who was Melech Yehuda, usually they didn't mix Melech Yehuda and the ten tribes. They had big Machleksim. But temporarily, Yeshio, the king of Yehuda, Malach Aloyen, he ruled over the ten tribes as well. He was over there in Basel, which is from the ten tribes. And Yeshio says, what is this monument? This is the monument of the Kever of a Navi who came from Yehuda a long time ago. You, Yoshio, came and you destroyed all the Avedazars and you burnt and dismantled the Mizbeach in Basel. You did a great job. You know something? Somebody prophesied that you would do it and you're standing by his monument. That's the monument. You're asking me whose monument is this? There was a Navi here like 200 years ago who said that one day there's going to be somebody by the name of Yeshua who's going to destroy this Mizbeach and destroy all the Avedazars over here. You're the man. Great. Anyway, the problem is Basel is by the ten tribes. Right. What was Yoshio even doing in their border? You see from here the Yoshio, the Melech Yehuda, temporarily reigned over the ten tribes of Klaiso. So you see that Yemiyo was successful in bringing the ten tribes back. They thought they would get to a Yevil and he told them there's not going to be a Yevil. So I have a different proof that he brought them back, and that is of Also to Yehuda, even though it looks like things were all ended and finished off from you, my nation's coming back temporarily. There was a there was a temporary return of Klaiso. So we got six Nivias.
We're down to our last one. Esther. Esther. Where do you find that Esther was in the via? Pasuk says, was on the third day of the fasting, or the third day from when she told Christ we'll start fasting. And she cloaked herself in Malchus. Shouldn't it say, big day Malchus? She cloaked herself in garments of Malchus. Ella, she She cloaked herself in real Malchus, in the spirit of prophecy. So you see that even though Amosai was not a Navi, and over there it's not referring to Ruach HaKadosh, but you see the expression of Lavush, of Malbush, of cloaking yourself, does not necessarily have to be with clothing. It could be cloaking yourself with Ruach, with a spirit. It could be a spirit of courage. It could be a spirit of, of, of leadership. And it could be a spirit of prophecy. So that's what it means when she cloaked herself by Yemash Lishi, it was with Ruach HaKadosh. Pride is not good for women. Pride is not good for anyone, especially nowadays. But specifically for women, pride, gaiva, is not good. There were two women recorded in Klaiso's history who had gaiva, and very little gaiva, but it was enough for them to go down in some kind of negative way. And they have bad names because of it. What bad names? Ready? Ziburta. One of them, their name was Ziburta. Ziburta is Aramaic for Devaira. Now, Ziburta can mean either a bee, which is not so geschmack, or Ziburta can mean Ziburis, like garbage. So, Devaira had like a name that in Aramaic ended up being like not so geschmack. A Tommy digger insect, or even garbage. Why? Because she was a shtikl bagavidik. What vichada? Shemak kakushta. And the other one was Chulda Hanavia. Chulda is a weasel. Also, not a very geschmack name, right? Why they have these names? Because they had a shtikl gaiva. What was their gaiva? Here we go. Ziburta. What do we find by Devaira? She sent a messenger to Barak. Now, Barak was the shayfate. And she sent a message to him. She should have respected him like a king and she should have gone to him himself, herself. She didn't go to Barak and she should have gone to Barak to show him respect. But the reason why she didn't go was beneath her to go to Barak. That was a shtickle gaiva. And Mimela, she has a little bit of a degradatory name. What? I thought it was her husband. Ooh. The virus? No. I don't think so. Kakushta. Why was Khulda called Kakushta? Ksivbat says, where was her gaiva? Imru ish. Tell the man. When she sent back the message to Yoshio, she should have said, right? it's like if your father's here, you say, uh, you say to somebody, tell him. Tell my father. Tell him, right? Tell him. Hey, where's he going? No, where's Rebbe going? Where's my father going? Where's the king going? She said, tell the man that it would... Uh, that's he you call the king? Tell the man? That was a shtickle. Gaiva. And they made us a claim against him. Oh, now, Nachman. Ready? Chulda was an anacle of Yeshua. Benon. It says over here, Ben Charchas in her yichos. It refers to her as... Ben Charchas is actually referring to her husband. But as we said before, when you have a famous person, you don't have to talk about the husband. So the husband's titles apply to her as well. I'm sure her husband was whatever his name was. But Ben Charchas is also telling me something about her. So it says regarding Chulda Ben Charchas. And it says with Yeshua Ben Nun, Betimnas Cheres. So we have this Drasha, this Asmachta, Cheres, Cheres. She came from Yeshua Ben Nun. You're telling me she came from Yeshua? One second. I'm going to challenge this from Ravina Saba. Rav Nachman, Ravina Saba challenge Rav Nachman. You're telling me that she came from Yeshua. What are you talking about? It says like this. Eight prophets, and they were Kayhanim. 
Yatsu me Rachav Hazaina. Rachav Hazaina was the lady that uh, protected Yeshua and Kalev when they came into spy in Eretz Israel. Okay? And she ended up becoming Yeshua's. And eight Nevi'im, who were Kehanim, came from her. Ve'iluain. Neria, Baruch, which was his son, Sharia, and Mechasia. Sharia was the son of Mechasia. And uh, sorry, Mechasia was the son of Sharia. Yirmiyo, who was the son of Chalakia. Chanmoel, Vishalom. Eight Nevi'im. You have eight Nevi'im, but there's also a prophetess of a ninth. Chulda also came from Rakh how do we see that Chulda came from Rakov? Ksivacha ben Tikva. Again, in her lineage, it says ben Tikva. Ksivhasa by Rakov Azayna. It says, as Tikvat Hakotashani, she put out this string, this red string from a window to signal for her to be saved. So therefore, we see Chulda came from so Avastira. You have not been saying that Chulda came from Yehoi. Shua, have a brisa that says that Chulda came from Rachav, one of nine people that came from Rachav. Everything Gemara, I'm a lay. Rav Nachman sent back to Ina Saba. He said, Ina Saba. Some people say, Pas Yochma. He referred to him as the blackened walls because he was so poor and still he was mice and nefesh He said, From me and from you. I say, From Yeshua. You say, From Rachav. Hey, you know what we got? to we'll be able to prove another thing that we learned and that is the of Yeshua Rachav married Yeshua great so I'm right and you're right it's a win-win situation Rav Nachman said she came from Yeshua and Ina Saba said that she came from 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 Rachav and the truth is they came from both because they got married so he wants to what are you talking about Yeshua can have anyone come from him don't we all know Yeshua Benun, and that was it. He didn't have sons. Me Avalizarli Yeshua. Did Yeshua actually have any sons? The Pasik says, Nun Benoy Yeshua. Benoy. Nun. His son was Yeshua, and that was his son. Dead end. Doesn't go further. So Yeshua didn't have any sons. So how can you tell me that Chulda came from him? He didn't have sons. But Benasan Avale, he did have daughters. And through his daughters, that's what Chulda Hanavia came out. Go job fighter. So we just listed eight Nevi'im that came from Rachav. Narya, Baruch, Sharia, Machasya, Yermio, Chalakya, Chalmoyl, Bashalam. Eight Nevi'im. The truth is, four of them we know were Nevi'im. They're written down. The other four were their sons. So Zagdi Gemara, four of them. Mefarsi. They were all explained already to be Nevi'im straight up in the Psukim. Ela Avasayu, sorry, not their sons, their fathers. Avasayu, the fathers of these four, Minalan. How do we know that the fathers of all these four people were also Nevi'im? Avni Gemara, Kedu'ula, Zula says, Namula, Komakim Shishmai Vishim Avnev Ben Avias. Whenever you have a Nevuah that also mentions the Navi's father, Yadua Shu Navi Ben Navi. The reason why the Pasuk is being Mayachas the Navi with his father in a prophecy, it must be it's because the father was also a prophet. But if it never mentions the name of a father in a prophecy, it must be the father is not a Navi. If you have a Navi and it mentions the name of a city, he's coming from that city. If it does not mention the city of a Navi, the status quo, the assumption is that he came from Yushalayim. 
If it doesn't have the name of a city, you know that the Navi came to Yerushalayim. Pimas Nita on Rabbi, so we learned similarly. Another thing. Anyone who his actions, his deeds are unknown. And we don't know his father, his grandfather. We don't know uh, if he had a good history or not. And in one instance, in a story that was good about a person, it also mentions his father's name. And we know Gedalia was a great person. So then you know that everybody in that string was also good. But any time that you have in the Pasuk that one of them is bad, and it mentions a string of the Yichus, that was the guy who killed Gedali ben Achika. Yeah? Yishmoel. And it says, Yishmoel ben Atanya ben Elishama. We don't know about Natanya and Elishama who they were. But the fact that we mentioned it in the story of Yishmoel's murder against Gedalia, Biyadu Russia ben Russia. Yeah, that's why Yaakov Vinu says, I don't want my name mentioned in the story of Kairach. What? He had something in it. He had anger. That's what came up. That's why Yaakov said, I don't want to be in it. Okay, we'll stop here.